the talk show. Thank you, Greg. We'll see you at 9 o'clock. Thank you for staying with us. 0891 SMS is 34701 at a cost of two rand. You can also find our, page, our Facebook page, the talk shop, uh, on Facebook. And you can email our studio at sfm.co.za. SMS line 34701 at a cost of two rand. Now, homework. How does it affect uh, your relationship with your son or your daughter? And between the child and the teacher, what's the relationship there? Obviously, um, the relationship your child has with the idea of learning and being kept busy and uh, getting as much knowledge as possible, getting to practice more maths, because mathematics doesn't necessarily have to end in the classroom. You've got to go home and practice a bit more. When you do at physics, accounts, calculus, those things, they don't just end in the classroom, which then, I suppose some teachers will say, necessitates homework. question is, is it too much? Should we have homework or should homework end at home so that the children can do other things, including playing? Joining us in studio, transformational coach, lady who taught me a thing or two about breathing. <laughs> I tell you, and trust me, it works. It works. Mia von Scha. Uh, is in studio with us and uh, educational psychologist and the director at uh, Matenji Consulting Services, Tapisa Matenji. Ladies, good evening to you both. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Thank you, my love. So, do we have too much homework or the idea of homework? Is, uh, does it appeal? Is it a good one? You know, I work mostly with parents. Yeah. So I'm doing it from their perspective. And there is so much frustration. You know, I'm speaking to these parents and they're saying, and I'm working mostly with parents of little kids. Yes. So the primary school, kind of grade one to grade seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing about grade ones coming home with an hour to two hours of homework a day. And I'm thinking these little people are six, seven years old. They've spent five hours already sitting in a chair at school. Mm. And now they're expected to come home and sit for another hour or two. And the fights that are going on between the parents and the children, because the parents are saying, well, if you've got this homework, you have to do it, and trying to force these poor children to sit down. And it's actually disrupting the relationship between them and then the relationship between the parents and the teachers who are fighting and the kids and the teachers. So there's a lot of unhappiness around this subject. I've, I've always wondered, I look at the bags they carry. They're so big. Yes. Poor kids. The, the, the. Is it a lot of books or is it something else for sports or extramural activities? Because I think they have a lot of books to carry to and fro. Yes, they do, a lot. And I mean, I think we've moved on at least from when we were young and we always had our bags strapped on our backs. At least the kids these days have got them on wheels. Yes. <laughs> but still, what do they need all of that for? You know, mm. if they're spending five hours at school, surely you can cover enough in those five hours mm. that you don't then need to come home and keep on working. I mean, I do understand we have some need for homework. There needs to be some reading practice and yes. things like that. But really, an hour's homework for a six-year-old? What could they be doing? Really? What can they be doing? I've got a daughter in grade one. And, yeah. she, you know, luckily she is at a school where they really do appreciate that children at that age need time to play. It's as important for their development as homework is. 
So they've kept it to a minimum. I mean, they probably get 15, 20 minutes a day, which I think is reasonable. Mm, mm. You know, you can sit down with your child and do it. I mean, it would be nice if they could make it a bit more fun and not worksheet after worksheet, but at least they're keeping the amount of time down. But, I mean, a lot of the parents I've spoken to and on the blogs that I've written about on Mm. homework, the responses that I've got are from parents with little children getting hours of homework. And, of course, you know, then you've got your parents who are coming home after a long day at work. All they want to do is spend a little bit of quality time with their kids. And now that quality time is taken with homework and projects and things even over the weekends. This homework, is, is, is it quality homework? Is, is, is it designed to get the uh, desired results? Because, I mean, you hear a lot of talk about literacy, your great fires who really need a bit of work and so forth. You know, I can understand with things like literacy, you know, it takes practice to Mm. learn to read, to comprehend what you're reading. And that is one of the areas where, for me personally, I would say keep the homework. Because reading is something you can do where you can pull your child onto your lap, you can sit down, you can snuggle together, you can read the book that they brought home for homework, and it can be nice bonding time. Um, I find the rest of the homework, and from the parents I've spoken to, is predominantly worksheets. And it's usually work that they've already done in class. So the children are like, why do I have to do this? I've already done it. Mm, mm. (laughs) Um, It's not exciting in any way. I mean, there's so many things that you could do with homework to make it more interesting. And on the other hand, you know, if if we're looking at something like mathematics, I think what's being missed there is that when children are playing, and let's say they're getting into that fantasy play, so Mm. the bunk bed has become the pirate ship. And off they're going over the seas. And now they need a telescope to see if there's other pirates. So they grab the inside of the toilet roll and they use that as their telescope. You know, that kind of imaginative play is laying down the foundation for the kind of thinking we need to do when we deal with higher mathematics. Because if you're just sitting with something like E equals MC squared on a piece of paper, it doesn't mean anything. It's just letters on a page. Mm, mm. To understand what those letters mean, you need to go beyond what's on the page, just like the children are doing there, going beyond their reality into something in their imaginations. So we think playing is just this idle thing that children are doing. Meanwhile, it's actually helping them and it's laying the foundation for that kind of learning later on. 11 minutes past uh, 8. Uh, so, Piso, your thoughts? Good evening, Bongani, and the lady with you. It's Manja, <laughs> but Bongani is okay. Manja, sorry about that, Manja. <laughs> yes. Um, I was listening to the lady, I didn't catch her name. It's um, And on a lot of things, I think I agree with her. But I think from an educational perspective, there's a component that homework addresses that more often when we engage with parents, that's where the dissonance begins. Because... Um, the perception is that you pay a lot of fees for school fees and the children spend a lot of time with the teachers. Most of the work should be able to be completed during the school hours. And to be honest with you, in reality, whether you're in a private school or in a government school or in a township school or in a rural school, it doesn't matter. The amount of hours in a class that the child is able to invest and constructively understand the concepts and apply them is too little because the amount of work they need to go through is too much. There's a lot of distractions. There's a, in, in the classroom in terms of other kids, 
There is also an emotional component about being in a classroom that has to do with the child being present, engaging well with the teacher, engaging with their peers, and engaging well with the content. So homework has a very important role to play. So I think in terms of that, my approach is a bit different because I really would like to lobby the parents and make them aware that when you do homework, a lot of it addresses more than one thing. Yes, what the lady is speaking about, it seems like it's a repetition of concepts. And more often, it's because of what was taught during the day, it needs to be reinforced. It needs, the child needs to go through, just, just like when you were studying for exams, you need to revise the work. So it's about reinforcement of the concepts that were done in, in, in class. But it's also sometimes to set kids who are struggling to complete the work during class time. And even if they provide extra classes, that child is not able to complete the work within the period. And when they are with mom, it's, it's supposed to be a less stressful environment, much more friendlier, and it's supposed to be much more nurturing. But the child is able to, do the, to complete the work so that when they move on to the next day, they've at least done what they need. But then there's other things in terms of how we look at how learning takes place. For you to remember something, Manda, you need to at least have seen it three times minimum. And when you are in class with all the distractions that I'm talking about and all the things that are happening in a lesson, we know that children do not necessarily get enough exposure to something for them to commit it into long-term memory. And if you do not give them the, 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 a chance to go through it again during homework and work through it systematically throughout the week, they do not commit it into long-term memory. And that affects their retention of what they've learned. And then there's also the issue of when you're doing homework with your child, it's an opportunity to also observe how they develop their study skills. And that is an important element because of how you approach a task, how you work through it systematically, the kinds of practical examples, how you apply it, all of those things teach you the fundamental basics on how to study things in that subject. And it happens much nicer when you are with a, a family member, whether it is a parent or it is a sister. So there, there is a value in doing homework. And I think I would like to challenge parents when they say, oh, but my child is doing too much homework. Don't just see it all as negative. There is a, there's a, there's a cognitive component and learning component to it. Rather understand the value behind it and then address the challenges that your child is having within the context. Are, are we on different sides of the coin here in terms of how much? I think you ladies both agree that homework should be there. But in terms of how much of which subject maybe, uh, is it the, the area we should be looking at? Yes, I think... Um, go ahead. Yes, I was just going to say that, um, you know, a little bit of homework, absolutely, to reinforce what you've done in the day, Um but the amount of homework that these kids are getting really is unacceptable, especially in, for the younger kids. And yeah. if you look at an educational system such as in Finland, I mean, they're ranked first in the world in terms of education. And those children don't get homework until they're teenagers. It's the first time wow. kids get homework. So I think there's lessons that can be learned from countries like that. And their reasoning behind that is that we shouldn't be putting pressure on our children when they're so little. Because what we do then is crush their self-esteem, crush their love of learning, you know, and we need to nurture those kind of things so that by the time they get to 13 or 14 when they go off to high school, mm -hmm. they are confident enough, they enjoy learning, they're eager for more, and then you start giving them homework and giving them work that they need to do independently and teaching them those kind of skills.
Hmm. So I think there's something to be learned from looking at the best educators in the world. <laughs> I suppose it also has to do with uh, also we as a country overhauling the system we have to be able to inculcate that. Yes, well, I don't think it's such a big overhaul. I mean, I think the amount, I mean, I've looked at the curriculum for, say, grade one, grade two, and grade three. Yeah. There's not that much that needs to be covered in a year, if you really look at it. There is more than enough time in five hours of school in a day to do that kind of repetition. You know, of course, you need repetition for certain things to sink in, and I really think there's enough time in the classrooms, if they're managed correctly, to get that repetition in without it having to carry over into homes, which is not often a stress-free environment to do work. You know, the parents are stressed themselves coming home from work. They've got their own agendas. They've got their own things going on. Often there are other things happening within the family that need to be dealt with. Mm. So it's not just homework that has to be handled. So I suppose what we're talking about is... Give enough homework for the parents' attention span while they're still fresh before they get to a point where they really are pushed. Well, the parents and the kids, and I the mean. Kids. <laughs> you agree, Tepi? No, I completely disagree. Um, I completely disagree. And I think it's taken out of context. Um, I, I, I would like to invite you, and the school do encourage parents, I would like to invite you to spend time in the classroom and observe children. When I see when I see a child perspective of age, I go into a classroom and I spend two hours uh, observing that child, looking at how they're engaging with the teacher, looking at how they're engaging with the content, looking at how um, they're engaging with their peers, as well as how they handle their assessment tasks, and I go through their books. And I need for, for South Africa to be able to say out there, we are not like Finland. Our education system, our history of education is nowhere near so that comparison is not even fair. Now, coming back to the fact that you might be having a child in a Model C school or a private school, which is supposed to be a, a much better system of quality of education than you would get in the township. The fact is, for kids who are able to cope and do the work and complete it within the school hours are typically developing children. And typically developing children means different things. Notice I am saying typically developing, not normal children, because a normal child would find that kind of engagement in the classroom overwhelming. So even if the classes are well-structured, and most Model C schools and private schools are well-structured, they have a particular level where the concepts are introduced. By the way, it takes 20 minutes, and then from then on they are reinforced and then they do a practical activity, and then they do an assessment task to try and apply what they've learned. That's how lessons, even in the townships, are structured. And within that period, you must understand that a child may not necessarily be able to pay attention and follow through. And that environment, if a child is aware that they're struggling, it would be, it would be a stressful environment. So we cannot just say homework is too much. There is a reason why within the day that the child has, within the period, it might not be sufficient. And also, it's an issue of you are trying to inculcate within the child the ability for them to learn how to study. And that ability doesn't happen when you're a teenager. You start developing it from the beginning. The work ethic is the same principle of teaching a child to have chores at home. Because how your brain solves problems doesn't happen automatically because you're old enough. You systematically develop it through time. So we cannot compare our education system to Finland, let alone any first world country. 
but also the way we teach and what happens within a within a lesson is not necessarily sufficient for all the kids, even mm-hmm. if they are normal in the way what you get it Because a typically developing child is gonna find that kind of environment easier to cope and they have not even put pressure on the parents to help them with, with homework. So but they okay. found a yeah. very a very big percentage of our children struggle without the additional support after school. Yeah. Can I ask this question, though? Um, Given all these challenges that we're talking about, obviously a lot of parents have been out of the school system for eons. They could have been good at maths 20 years ago. They haven't done anything remotely mathematical, and they're suddenly presented with this problem that a child must solve, and they don't have it. Um, Do you guys envisage a situation where there is a relationship that develops between teacher and parent to say, We've given your child homework. This is the approach we propose uh, so that the child doesn't feel overwhelmed. Because I've seen some bloodshot kids with bloodshot eyes who literally sleep on the table. And you wonder if they yeah. played a lot in school or it's mm. just that they can't take it anymore. Absolutely. Um, we are raising a valid point. I was at a school um, uh, this morning at the start of Europe where a child hates school. Because they are struggling, they are too young in the classroom, their developmental level is behind that of their peers, simply because they are much younger. And they hate school, they don't want to go to school. And the parents were not necessarily aware of what is happening. And I think a responsible thing to do in the education sector is to try to understand the dynamics within the family, the dynamics within the child, and the relationship that the family has, the parents have with the school. Because when you begin to have that conversation, then we can go into what other avenues we can explore. For example, a lot of parents play, uh, pay for aftercare. And at aftercare, what happens is that the child has a little sandwich, they're helped with homework, and then they pay. Other times, we just want to keep the, the children there until it's time to collect them at half past five or six o'clock. We don't get a chance to go through the books. There's things that a child will be struggling with, and the teachers will write a note in the diary. And for some reason, the parents never know because they've got their own busy life schedule. A year comes by around September, we have to make a decision about what happens to the child. And then the parent says, I didn't know my child is struggling. So it is important to look at how your child processes the work. And if how you are helping them create a strain. And one of those ways to see that it's creating a strain is if you are frustrated. If you find that you are impatient, you're getting upset, you don't really understand how to help them, or the concept that the, the way they're doing it interferes with how the child says they're taught in class. Then you can see you as a parent are not really best placed to help the child. You need to go and speak to the teacher. You need to go and speak to the school so that they can help you with other avenues. If we're going to have that conversation, then we can explore other things. There's more than one solution. But at least be responsible enough to say, I'm not coping as a parent. I can see my child is struggling. I can see that I'm struggling helping my child. And I don't know how you want me to facilitate how the child is supposed to learn. I need help. And only then we'll be able to find other avenues. I I think the challenge here, Tepiso, is that um, the child is at the center. This relationship between teacher and parent needs to be more healthier, Mm. more nurtured. Uh, SGB needs to get involved. HODs need to get involved. And and, and parents uh, need to find time, whether during lunchtime, to be in conversation with the teacher because it speaks to those people about this little person. Um, before we continue, uh, on Facebook, we had a, we had a post on Facebook. Uh, what was it saying, by the way? Uh, Ching Chong Cha, I can't see it now. Anyway, 
it 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 spoke about uh, I think it spoke to the fact that there has to be a relationship. Um, a relationship between oh there we go uh, from Ayand and Deba who says the topic should be how to maintain good relations relations uh, between parents and their children the social climate we live in makes uh, highly impossible makes it highly impossible to navigate towards that goal homework is just about a minute part of that bigger challenge of uh, parenting itself and the maintenance thereof he says interesting. From there to uh, SMSs, quickly. Uh, one says, where do we start? Good evening, Mandla and the education panelists. The principle that uh, do not take work home also applies to homework. Teachers must not defer uh, to the parents the work that they need to do in the first place. Reinforcement uh, of what is done at school is a completely different kettle of fish and must be structured in su- in s- as such. That's Lishahonora there. And Guy in Underbeck says, All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, but balance is needed. Comments? I, I totally agree. I think they've really got the right idea there, and especially that first person who was on your Facebook. Yes. This is a small part of a bigger problem. We're not connecting with our children like we need to. And, you know, that affects their ability to learn as well. If they're not feeling nurtured, they're not feeling loved, they're not feeling that connection with their parents, it is going to affect their ability to concentrate. So it is a bigger problem, and I think homework is maybe a small part of that, but it is one of those things that can be addressed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we may not be able to cut back the parents' work hours and things like that, but... Children coming home with two hours of homework in grade one, I do think, is a relationship that needs to be set up between the parents and the teachers to sit down together and say, what's going on here? Why is my child coming home with two hours of homework? How can this Mm. be changed? What's actually happening? And let the parents as a group meet with the teachers and have these discussions instead of, you know, what I'm hearing over the blogs and with my clients is people complaining and complaining about it but nobody is taking any action Mm, so mm. that needs to happen also so that the teachers can explain this is the homework that I'm sending and this is the reason that I'm giving it to you I'm not just you know handing out stuff that I didn't get time to do in class yeah I picked up on on what Sepisa was saying in terms of aftercare that uh, they do homework and things like that to a point because in some places aftercare it's somebody who just sits there and watch the kids play and eat their sandwiches. Yes. As opposed to being somebody who would use the time to make homework fun mm. because it is not all the subjects. I'd like to believe it's uh, maybe two subjects a day, that kind of thing, depending. Mm. Yes. Um, maybe schools need to look at it and say, look, you know, after care, we'll have Mrs. So-and-so, probably retired math teacher, come in and mm-hmm. have fun with the kids and help them with homework so that these relationship things at home, uh, you as a parent could just check on what was done at yes. school. Yes, I think the trouble there is with resources. You know, I mean, you, those are people who have to be paid <laughs> to come in and sit there and do homework and not all the schools have access to that. Yeah, because in some schools are fun, you know, whether it's a man or a woman, they just sit there and watch the kids. All they do, don't... Trouble so-and-so, yes. but it ends there. Maybe a couple of toys and so forth, but no effective reading happens. Sepiso, your thoughts? Um, I, I guess if you, if you at the end of the month pay money for aftercare 
and you are comfortable with the aftercare, giving the sandwich and allowing the child to play. And you are aware that there's a gap that you have within your own family structure that enables you to be able to verify that your child has done the work, that they understand the work, and that they have their up-to-date with everything that they need to do in terms of homework. It's your money. It comes out of your pocket. You're the one paying. What I would like to emphasize here is you do have control over what happens and what kind of aftercare facility you choose. I do, I really want to, you know, I, I work a lot with parents, um, and more often than not, when a parent comes to me, they feel victimized by school. And I always try to make the parent understand, as soon as you get into an antagonistic, adversarial relationship with the school, you're going to alienate them. Your child is in the middle. Look at what is best for your child. And therefore, understand that there isn't a crazy teacher who will just not do anything and give work to your child and make it as part of homework when it's part of their responsibility. Can I, I know that, that happens. Can I say this? But that doesn't mean teachers do that. Can I say this? I, I, I'm glad you raised that point. Parents being victimized by the school. Because in many instances you would find some schools will say, we take care of teaching your child from, what, 7 to 1. Mm-hmm. What happens in aftercare is none of our business. And the parent will get frustrated because they know their family structure. That rather the child does homework at school and they can spend a bit more fun time saying to the child, you are right, you did well, this is good, this is good, this is what you're looking at, you've mm-hmm. done well, and affirm the child. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen in a lot of schools. Yes, they pay a lot of money. They leave their kids with other people for long periods of time. I'm wondering from you ladies, is there a way you could suggest to management, school management, governing bodies, that this is the kind of thinking that needs to exist? Because in some schools, it doesn't. Your child is there. They're being looked after. They're safe. The rest you see to finish at home. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, Manja. Um, in a lot of schools that I visit, and on a daily basis I visit a school, yeah. that happens, particularly if the aftercare happens on the premises. I, I think what is um, riding me up is the, 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 the portrayal of schools as very irresponsible and putting pressure on the children and, and the, the homework interfering on the quality time between parents and children. And I really thought we were going to have a conversation about how to make homework a, a, a building thing, a nurturing thing, a constructive thing between the parent and, and the child, rather than seeing homework as a problem. No, but, I have a fundamental But the facilities do. They do provide, um, they do pay attention about what's happening in their, in their aftercare facilities. It's only if they're independent of the school that the school will not have control over them. But Sapisa, what we, we're not saying, we're not denying the homework thing. I think what, what we're talking about here is to try and say, give enough for a child to enjoy, to do well, satisfactorily, and we, we're home. It's, as I asked earlier, it's about how much is good enough for a child to handle. It's like going to a gym. When you get uh, trained by a gym instructor, they'll say, rather do little and do it well and be happy, instead of taking too much and uh, stress your body and be in pain. And that's homework was, we agree, mm. there must be homework. But can we work around sufficient uh, amounts of homework until kids are able to cope as they grow? 
or am I speaking yes, out of context? You, no, you're looking at, you know, how long is a child's concentration span? How much time do they literally have in the afternoon or evening? Because the parents who have been contacting me, you know, over the blogs and things, they, they're talking about staying up till 11 o'clock at night with eight-year-olds doing homework, and the child doesn't even get enough sleep, which is going to impact their learning again. So if the children are getting so much homework that they are not getting enough sleep, that they're not getting any family time, it's not acceptable, you know. And I think perhaps what we need is guidelines for, okay, a grade one should get 15 minutes of homework, you know, at maybe a grade four level that can be half an hour, at a grade seven level that can be a bit more. But to give teachers some kind of guideline as to what is an acceptable amount of homework to be sending home for these kids. You agree? I think we can agree on this. I'm frustrated. I am so frustrated. Um, firstly, the amount of time you can designate a task will differ per child. Right. Because processing speed is different. The level of readiness that the child has differs. Yeah. The foundational knowledge, the prior learning they have differs. At the cognitive level, you couldn't possibly quantify it in terms of time. I think perhaps we should be talking about how to make homework a constructive thing. So if a child at eight sits until 12 o'clock, that's an issue. I agree with you. However, that is more a reflection of what's happening at home rather than the homework. Now, questions should be, what time as a parent do you get back from work? And when you get back from work, how do you how do you get into the homework? What are the other things that are interfering with your routine in the evenings so that it pushes homework later on? And that kind of conversation, yes, it happens with parents. The parents that I see have the same issue, but it has, has had to do with the fact that the parents come home late. They have to make sure that everybody is eating. The number of demands placed upon them when they get home. Because most of those parents are moms. They're struggling to juggle more than one, one role. And as a result, homework ends up being pushed towards 11 o'clock. But also, we have kids who find doing schoolwork so difficult that it will take them two hours, something that is supposed to take less time. Mm-hmm. And that is an issue that indicates a learning difficulty rather than the problem with homework. So let's not, let's not put everything in one basket. One thing is not the other. If, if there's issues around time management and around the, the mother having too much on the plate, have that conversation. You help the mother structure their time. If it's an issue about how long it takes the child to go through it, you are actually seeing more about how the child is processing their work methods, they're concentrating on other things. And in that case, the conversation is, is different. It's not about how much homework are they getting. It can take somebody five lines to, they can, it can take a child who has five lines to read, it can take them two hours because they're struggling with decoding. And instead, the conversation we should be having with the parent is, when your child is struggling, what kind of uh, difficulties are they having? Is it in sounding the words? Is it in blending them? Is it in uh, remembering what they have read? Is it in putting the letters together? All of those things are child your signs that we can help you do something about because that's why it's taking the child too long to go through it. But it's not the issue of homework is a problem. It's the difficulties that the child is having. And if you do not address them early, it's going to make the problem even bigger. That's it, a different it, So in closing, I hear what you say. Uh, I... I, I, I I think at this point, what, what, what I hear from you ladies, 
parents need to have more regular meetings with teachers. Yes, I they would need say to that. talk more, and the, the progress and the learning abilities or lack thereof or the challenges that are there need to be a constant uh, discussion with the parents, and mm. therefore at least. If a child A gets homework this way, child B will get homework this way based on the circumstances at home so that the pressure is different and we still continue with the homework because every child learns differently. Well, then if you're having that conversation, you know, between the teachers and the parents, you'll also pick up on, you know, 20 parents in the class are saying it's taking us two hours to do the homework. Then there is actually too much homework, as opposed to if it's just one child that's taking two hours and everyone else is doing it in 15 minutes, then I understand what she's saying, that, you know, there is a problem with that child, but then you will know that in that conversation with the teacher. But if everyone in the class is taking two hours to do the homework, then there's a problem with the amount of homework being given. No, it might not be the quantity. It might be the level of difficulty. That's my point. It doesn't necessarily mean if the children are taking two hours, that means it's a lot of work. It might be because it is too too high. The foundation that they got within the classroom is so weak that they don't have something to hook on to Mm -hmm. be able to do it within a a, a quicker time. the two things are very separate. So instead of saying there's a, lot, a problem with too much homework, perhaps you need to explore why it's taking them two hours. And in figuring that out, you will realize there's much more to be done just simply the quantity. It might be that the children are struggling because they didn't all understand and the mm. teacher has to go through mm. it again. Yeah. Not because homework is too much. Also, also the, there's also the added difficulty that the parents, can, the parent cannot really help which makes it worse and probably frustrating for the child because when the going gets tough, the child looks to the parent. And when the parent can't help, then we've got problems. But ladies, let me thank you. This, I think, uh, is a topic we need to revisit quite often. Mm. And I hope parents are listening and teachers are listening. And I hope the next parents' meeting, parents will show up. Parents will put aside all the other social activities they have. Yes. They'll dedicate time. Go and sit with the teachers. I know some schools will have parents' evenings where a, a child's progress is discussed on a one-on-one basis. I hope parents will respect that so that what you're saying, Tepisa, and what you're saying, Mia, can be on common ground and mm. the child can be happy in class. And yes. child, the child can be happy academically and they can look forward to sharing homework with mom or dad or whichever way it goes. Final SMS, it says, uh, isn't that a tragedy that uh, we fail to look at the best people as well? Tepiso, thank you ever so much. Tepiso, the Educational Psychologist and Director at Matenji Consulting Services, as well as the Transformation Now Coach, Mia Voncha. Ladies, thank you ever so much. We'll, we'll talk again. Thank you, Manda. Thank you very much. I love the passion that comes from the ladies. It's about education. A very close subject to my heart. It's